we're live. Yes. All right, guys. Welcome to our new show. <laughs> Welcome to the Marvel Fans United podcast. So today, again, I'm with my main girl, NJ, and also a brand new, no, not a brand new, it's been a <laughs> invited before. Brandon Katz, everybody. Invited before. Thank you guys There's for having me. Great to have you here, Brandon. Welcome again. Thank you so much. Appreciate you inviting me back after, uh, you know, it always can go either way when you have me on because I'm, I'm unpredictable. So I appreciate <laughs> you bringing me back. As, actually, it's nice, you know, to have different opinions and not always everyone being on board. It is going to be interesting. There we go. So, Brandon, can you present yourself to the people that don't know you? Yeah, so I'm the senior entertainment reporter for the New York Observer. You can find my work at Observer.com. You know, I cover everything from, you know, blockbuster films and TV shows to like Oscar bait, Emmy bait, the streaming wars, uh, you know, box office. But on top of all that, I'm just a, a huge, proud couch potato who loves himself some superheroes. So I'm always excited to talk about Marvel. <laughs> Who's awesome. better to have us with us right now? All right, so... If you guys are listening to this or watching us and you're scared that um, we're going to spoil, for 10 minutes, we's not, we're not going to spoil, okay? We're just going to talk about feelings about the show. But after that, it's going to be spoiler time, but I'll remind you. Uh, I'll give the floor to, to Angie. What did you think of episode three? Okay, so am I, am I going first for the reactions? Uh, you know what? Let, 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 let's go with Brandon. Yeah, let's go with Brandon. Okay. Right. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Yeah, I, yeah. Let's get you're going to let me take the drive. All right, First so actions. yeah, it's a three. I, I still really like the Falcon and Winter Soldier overall. I'm enjoying the show and I like Marvel a lot, but this was my least favorite episode of the season. And I think my main problem with it is a problem that I see recurring throughout the post phase one Marvel franchise. And it's something we'll dig into a little bit more when we get into our spoiler talk, but just as a kind of zoomed out overall consensus. I think as much as I love Marvel, they do have a problem with consequences and character development and the connection between the two. So here I, I found that lacking. I had some issues with it, but of course there were still elements I really did enjoy. So, you know, overall happy with it, but least favorite of the season so far. Okay. What about you, Angie? What did you think? So for me, I think overall it is my favorite episode compared to the first and the second one. Because, you know, it, it has a lot, it's packed and the pace of it, we he, we have a lot of, you know, Sam and Bucky relationships on, on screen. I loved it a lot. And I, I love the action sequences and, you know, all of these emotional ties that we get it. But of course, yeah, there's a couple of things, problems that we could say in Marvel. But I think there's also, there's some underlying messages that they're also mentioning that we could pick it up to like, it is for the fans that they're like, what is going on? There should be some consequences. So. I agree to that, but overall, I think if they go on and top with each episode, I, it has been spectacular for me, I guess, like from an over overview and like from a general point for you. Okay, uh, as far as for me, I'm a, every time it's Friday, I'm excited because there's a, a new Marvel show. But uh, the, the thing I was, uh, I'm having a little uh, issue with, uh, with this third episode, it's not uh, necessarily the consequences because uh, it's not over yet, so I'm hoping that you know there's gonna be something because we see uh, we we'll talk about it when we go to the spoiler uh, uh, time of the of the show. But I have an issue with the way they they handling uh, uh, Falcon, which is for me the show is called Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and uh, I, I don't feel 
that um, Falcon is being, um, its character is really like, uh, I mean, it's just the beginning, but so far you feel like it's called the, the Winter Soldier and the rest of a, <laughs> a New York show. That's how you feel like, which is not nothing bad because I love his part, but sometimes I feel like, oh, I wonder what uh, Sam will feel about this. You know, I wonder what is this out of us really like. Uh, the first episode started with his sister and uh, I, I thought that we will dig into that a little bit, but she come out only way later and you feel like they're not focusing enough on him for me so far right now. That's how I feel about the show. But um, the the action was is always is still good. The I think uh, they put more money than one division for me. That's why I think because the visual is always on point and like, it doesn't feel like um it's a low budget show. It doesn't feel like they they went down. So I applaud Marvel for that. I like the fact that. Before getting like into the I just want to mention this. It does really feel like an overblown like cinematic experience on our screens. But one thing that has been actually like I'm trying to understand, but I don't get it. It's like all of the records that has been breaking. I don't like WandaVision had so much more reaction over the Internet. And I don't I, I don't see that many. Of course, there is like my timeline is like, filled with uh, mm -hmm. Falcon and Soldier. But again, like. It is right now the most popular show, and it is Marvel. It's gonna be, but I, I don't just get it how it has topped One Division because I think <laughs> yeah. now One Division has been like it is like the top out of everything that Marvel has done. It's so crazy. I just don't get that how it has broken so many records. Yeah, man, I, Disney, you better not be paying them <laughs> the <laughs> records. <laughs> but yeah, I have the same thing. What do you think, Brandon? I think uh, WandaVision invited itself more to be discussed online. You know, the reason why it dominated your timeline is because it invited theory and speculation. And like, oh, let me cross-reference this deep dive. Like, I wonder if that symbol in the background of that scene means anything. Whereas I think the Falcon and Winter Soldier is more traditionally straightforward. It's probably got a wider net in terms of the demographics that might be interested in it because it is just a, a kind of straightforward action spy thriller whereas wandavision was a bit more cheeky so uh i think what what makes it maybe less compelling on the story wise is also what is making it more popular overall but uh yeah you know I, listen i like both a lot but halfway through each i'm more invested in wandavision than i am falcon winter soldier that's not a diss against falcon and winter soldier but you know i love those theories i love being like oh it was mephisto the whole yeah. time <laughs> all the mephisto and the engineer all of the like the theories i think we just took a listen from it like everyone after the finale like oh my god all of these theories that was coming out every week <laughs> it was crazy that is one of the hypes of the one division but i do agree it makes sense like yeah in terms of the series like how they take approach the what kind of things they were trying to tell in one division the difference to it it's much more real world uh, compared to one division. Yeah, yeah ju ju just like we discussed last week, uh, you know how they uh, wanted uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier to be first, and then one division will come out. I can kind of feel it. I can kind of feel it that they they wanted to go crescendo. Then I don't know what they have uh, prepared for us uh, for the rest of the show, but I can feel that uh, with one division since it was in black and white, since it was changing every episode. I was. You were more invested, like each episode, to see oh, what kind of show is gonna be again, where whether Falcon uh, uh, Winter Soldier. You already expect, you know, you want you want the story to go, but you don't think like oh, something crazy is gonna happen. You're more grounded um, uh, on the show, which is not bad. But um, I'm I'm re I'm ready to discuss this 
small issues that I have with the show. But I agree on that. Every morning when I wake up for the One Division, like when it was coming out, I wouldn't even get close to my phone. But today, for example, for a second, I, I knew it was Friday. I knew there was a new episode, but I, I went on my timeline. I just saw one screenshot. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just put it out. <laughs> so like I immediately opened it and watched it. Yeah, the, the, you know, Marvel. It's easier for Marvel to start broad with a Falcon and Winter Soldier and go narrow with a Wandavision, like they wanted to, as opposed to the reverse. Like, what is this weird, intricate, complex show? And now, okay, wow, watch stuff blow stuff up. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what I was afraid of a little bit. I was afraid that all those new people that came out with Wandavision, uh, they would go away because they'd be like, okay, this is back to. Uh, uh, fighting this is back to Miami Vice, so I don't want to watch it, but they're breaking records, so is I'm, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, and it deserves it really. Like the scope of it, the tone of it, all everything that in terms of the budget, how they are directing it, the cinematography, the stories. Yeah, there is of course there's gonna be some like you need more explanation, you need much more clearance on some of these stories, yeah, plots, but generally it is it deserves all of these like breaking records. Mm -hmm. I, I so wrote my like, review for Observer. I thought the pilot was one of the best examples in all of the MCU of taking character texture and having the action be an extension of that and not just CGI punch em ups for yeah. the sake of action. It actually was a continuation of the themes and the things that they were dealing with both internally, just externalized. So I loved the pilot, loved it. That's awesome. Are you guys ready to dig in? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to wait anymore. All right, guys. So this is the spoiler. We're gonna spoil, okay? So if you haven't watched the show, stop what you're doing. Go watch episode three, and then come back and finish listening to this. Also, uh, and you can remind you guys where you can see us and uh, listen to us. Yes, everyone. We have got you covered. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and every other major podcasting platform. So you can go and watch it, like listen to it, or watch it on YouTube. So don't feel, I think you have all, everyone right now listening to us have already seen it, but if you haven't, I've got you covered. So let's get into it, Kirk. Take all us right, on. Let's go. I'm, I'm, you, you guys ready? All right, okay, Angie, what's the first thing we talk about? I think uh, I'm going to skip a few, set, uh, like the scenes where I'm going to talk about John Walker and, you know, all of the AESPs at the beginning. I'm go I want to come to the, like the corridor and they're trying to go and talk, Bucky's trying to talk to Zemo. I, I, I have a lot of thoughts about that. And I wanted, okay, Brandon, let's, let's start with you. Their conversation, first time Zemo seeing Bucky and the conversation that they had with Sam, the funny parts, all of it. What is your take on it? So for that first scene, when he goes into his cell, I think it's clearly evoking Hannibal Lecter with you know someone looking for information on one side of the glass and you got the dangerous prisoner on the other. So I appreciated that allusion to kind of cinematic history. Uh, you know what I really liked? I liked that immediately Zemo is running mental laps around Bucky. <laughs> I, I mean, 10 words into their conversation, he goes, something is still in there, talking about the Hydra brainwash. So immediately, Zemo has struck a nerve with Bucky's vulnerabilities and fears so i really like that right off the bat we're like oh yeah this is why he was such a threat the first time around even though he's not a super quote unquote no, um, i agree yeah I, I think like he didn't even skip a beat like reciting all of the triggering quotes but again at the same time i think that's what's really compelling about zemo like he's a really 
intelligent yet like skilled individual without having all of the super superhero powers that we know that's what is making it like making him so exciting so kirk what is your take yeah and I, the same thing was for i was like oh he's not wasting no time as soon as you saw him he's reading the words i was like okay <laughs> i was like come on man you got in jail because of this he's trying to what are you doing but that was that was funny to me but the, the thing i forgot i forgot how um how, how much damage uh, Zemo did. I almost, um, but when I saw him, everything came back. And then like you said, you know, he's a, he doesn't have any powers and he made like so much damage. Remind me of kind of like, not to talk about uh, DC, but remind me of uh, Lex Luthor and Superman, how he has no power, but he's, he's doing all this. So when I saw him, I was like, look at this, he's a human behind in jail. <laughs> and all of your, all of your almost was destroyed because of him. And I was like, okay, you know, his this confidence after yeah. being in jail for so many, how many years? I can't, like, I didn't even count it. Like, five, well, plus at, five, at least five years. Like That's for sure. And at least, for, I mean, we don't know if he, he went to dust, but I don't think no, so. No, he didn't because he said you were not conscious. Like, something, I, I think he was not blipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I'm pretty sure they would mention it, but I was like, I'm like, it felt good. When I saw him again, I was like, okay, we're back into it. This is the, I'm back into the end of a uh, civil war. So let's get back into it. Uh, but uh, the joke, the whole scene, <laughs> that was funny to me because I thought that was a, they were about to do, um, uh, this is why I want the plan to go, like, and then they show the real thing, it doesn't go. And I was like, what? You already did all this. I was like, yeah, I was like, the Winter Soldier is, is not, I mean, it's not really, I feel like he's not really uh, backing with the people because he's, he's still acting like he can do whatever he wants. And it, it's funny to me. I was like, this is like, uh, the biggest terrorist right now <laughs> and he's free he just he just freed uh, Osama bin Laden and he's just like oh yeah he's coming with us I was like well, you should have talked to Sam about it but that was funny to me I like the whole the whole thing I, I, mean, I mean for a second I was like that's it that's all they talked about like they directly cut to Sam and Bucky together and like just right like you're trying to like you're they're just showing you like Bucky is trying to convince Sam to like you know break out Zemo out of prison and he already did it. What is yeah. funny, but at the same time, it's quite, I, I mean, Bucky, how do you even have the, like, the urge to do it? it? It needs a lot of thinking and, you know, try to, like, come to a point with Sam, but Zemo was already out. Yeah, that's crazy. What, what, what was your take on that, on that part, buddy? So I, I agree that I really liked the narrative curveball where you're like, oh, I guess he's, like, talking about it and trying to convince him. I'm like, oh, no, he already did it. I thought that reveal was pretty good, but I think here is roughly where I start to fall off the episode and you'll have to excuse me for going on a, a small rant here, but I think one problem with post phase one films in the MCU is that they just verbalize the movie's messaging rather than deliver themes from like the natural ramifications of choice and action. And that's perfectly okay for big blockbusters that have to balance world building and like narrative setup like the MCU does. But I think too often we see Marvel, their, their heroes just defy all advice and instruction in the name of what they think is right. And that often winds up worsening the situation. And then just because they win at the end, they don't actually have to you know change or reckon with their behavior. And I think you see that examples of that 
Tony and Age of Ultron, Stephen Strange and Doctor Strange, Scott Lang and Ant-Man, Peter Parker and Spider-Man Homecoming. And now here again, we have Bucky, who I understand the Winter Soldier is brainwashed, but he is a known murderer who has carried out heinous crimes for 90 years, is living on a strict requirement from the government for his pardon, and yet immediately, without thinking, without talking to anyone, uh, he breaks Zemo, who is a terrorist. He murdered a world leader. He assassinated <laughs> yeah. King T'Chaka and bombed the United Nations. And he frees him from jail, even though he's rightfully in jail. And from here, their plans just devolve into violence where dozens and dozens and dozens of people are murdered because of Bucky's actions. So what I'm hoping and what my, my problem is, is it seems to be setting up eventual character catharsis and character growth at the end just because they save the day and stop the flag smashers not because you know he was forced to reckon with his past behavior and change his actions and choices as a result he's simply pummeling forward with what he's always done which is act on impulse and do what he wants just to get the job done and we're already seeing it lead to immense violence on foreign territory with a known murderer with an escaped <laughs> convict and with sam who is a, an employee of the U.S. government. That's not good. And I think Marvel has a problem with consequences with the variations of Loki, with Wanda from WandaVision, and now Bucky. And the fact that they don't face consequences means they don't ever change, and they continue to do the same thing, and Marvel continues to reward them at the end. I'm hoping it doesn't go that way. But based on episode three, that's my big problem. That's what I think they're setting up, which, again, they have plenty of time to, to pivot. But that was my main takeaway and i apologize for the rant i'm just very passionate no, I, mean, no, I think awesome. you have a valid point actually but at the same time i, I feel like there's going to be consequences hopefully there's going to be because I, I mean yes there has been a couple of plot like problems in marvel with the consequences but we have still seen the scovio curse like after age of ultron all of these i think they could take like bucky could take a different path like he's not a hero he's kind of like we, yeah, right now he is good, but before he was an anti-hero, I might control all of that. But at the same time, what you're talking about, I think Marvel is also aware of it. The reason for why I'm thinking that is when they when they're in the airport, like in the airplane, Zemo does say that, like like about Captain America, yeah. when you put someone on the pedestal, all the stars and stripes, like you you start to like they become a symbol, an icon, and you you don't see their mistakes. You just like you like overlook it try to find an excuse for it so it is a mission there's a mission of that either it's bucky sam zemo or before it was like tony stark we do an indirect message like underlining this kind of how there, there should be consequences for these i love yeah. that that conversation of ideology on the plane and i love that he said you know in in an essence we are giving up some of our clear thinking to put our faith in a comforting notion, which is superheroes. And I think as an extension of that, you could argue within the MCU, the existence of superheroes keeps us, society and humanity from developing because, oh, we have these amazing beings that can solve all, all of our problems for us. So I, I loved that conversation in the plan. The, uh, the thing for me also, why I was not uh, as much angry, angry with consequences is because uh, I feel like in the shows they're gonna address. That's what that's what I hope for because uh, I remember uh, the line that Zemo said. I'm going uh, ahead of myself a little bit, but when he said, "Did you visit the memorial?" and he was like, "Oh, why would you?" And they mentioned it like 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there should be like a lot of people dead. A lot of people are dying. A lot of people um, are dying because of uh, the Avengers. So I feel like they, they brought up on the show so far like multiple of time, even with the, uh, what you call the super soldier that no yeah. one talked about, Isaiah. And so they brought up that, okay, consequences is not, uh, they brought up also Sharon. I'm, I'm going ahead on myself, but she had no one dealt with her. So I feel like they're going to, dive into this the my my problem even with that scene is that i feel like sam is not part of the like i, I remember something uh the when people sh shoot at you he said to ca to captain uh, america when people shoot at you they end up shooting at me too and i and i feel like he put his life away he went on a run to save bucky and then now again i feel like he's suffering everything that bucky a choice that bucky made and i was yeah. like he has his own problem he have his sister, he have all this stuff that is going on in his life and he's, they're not focusing on it. I feel like Sam is not, not taking the time to say, whoa, I'm putting that, you just go with it. And that, that's where I'm, I'm feeling like the writing is. But then, like you said, they have, it's only episode three, they have like plenty of episodes to fix that. Maybe he's gonna get mad of us. Maybe we're gonna have something, we don't know. But so far I feel like he's doing like, is, this is Bucky mission. Bucky said, don't do this, we do this, we go ahead with, and Sam just follow and I feel like, well, so Bucky should take, uh, you know, in uh, in uh, it should take in mind Sam's uh, feelings in life, and I understand why he doesn't right now because maybe he's back into life and he just want to fix what happened to his, you know, the thing that happened with his friend and the super soldier. But that's my only problem with the show. So uh, you yeah. mentioned that like uh, when Sam told Steve that when they shoot at you, they shoot at me as well. I think that was the point, like until that point, what you all said, like Brandon about like the UN thing, uh, King Chaka and all of that, Sam said all of these as well. I think he was against it 100%, but when when Bucky used that emotional trick, like the psychological yeah. trigger on him, like he was like, you stood up for me when like Steve was here, now you, I want you to do the same. I think at that point, you can see from Sam's facial expression, right now, even if it's not right, that's like after Steve is like, Steve is, is not around anymore. They're trying to hold on to each other. And I don't think Sam is like, I agree. And by the way, you said something uh, in the beginning, which I'm going to come to it. He's not, he's trying to hold that friendship because they find Steve within each other, that friendship. Like they're not going to fall apart on something stupid that their goal is to save people, like to all of these super soldier serums to find a solution for it. So that's when actually Sam says, okay, but you should be always under our permission. And the funny thing, like, no, together, both. Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that, no, that was hilarious. <laughs> and I kind, I, I kind of like where what they're doing with Zemo. Kind of like we we enjoy him more, having different take side of him, seeing seeing him being rich, seeing like you, you, I see him as three D. Uh, I mean, he was already well written. That's not what I'm saying, but I like that they're adding something uh, so we can feel for him, so we can have something to to attach. When I saw him just dancing. That was good to me to see him oh. doing that, to, to, to like him a little bit more. Yeah, just doing that fifth part. I was like, okay. I think the I best, like two best things within this episode, like the best line, it was like when Sharon said, I <laughs> I got the wings for your ass to save you from his ass. It was so yeah. funny. And like the that was the best line. And the best thing was like uh, Zemo bump fisting the, like to that <laughs> yeah. music. It was, was like, so what? funny, God. We need much more Zemo after this episode. Oh yeah, definitely. 
I tweeted, I'm like, Zemo, you know, fist bumping at the club is like an introvert at a party working on their third drink, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. you but um, Brandon, you, you called it because last time we saw you, you said uh, they might do uh, something with like Loki, like, um, you know, with Zemo to make us enjoy him more. And I feel like that's what they're starting do, doing. Like, if he doesn't become a hero since he's not, maybe this... Uh, anti-hero thing maybe i feel like it's going to be less of a villain that that's what i think but i'm not sure because i don't i don't tr fully trust him when i watch the show because uh, i think he's trying to set up answer that question i think i want to ask this so like about trusting zemo like where did he even get hold of bucky's notebook like it was steve's notebooks like he was reading it at what time when did he have time to take it and read it so that's the thing Yes, Zemo is right now trying to help them. And the reason is that because he has not, like, he has not tripped his code and he's still trying to achieve the same thing that he tried to do with Civil War. That's why he's helping them. That, like, do, do we trust him? What is your opinion on it, like, on Zemo? I, I think by the end of this show, he's clearly going to betray them at the moment that serves him right. I think Right now, their interests align. They don't want super soldiers running out there. We know in general, Zemo doesn't want superheroes at large. So I think the moment that he's able to accomplish his goal and then enact whatever the larger plan is, he probably will. But I agree, Kirk. I, I also think they are trying to de-villainize him a little bit so we like him. Maybe set up a potential Thunderbolt spinoff yeah. down the road on Disney+, Plus, something like that. I mean... It was hard. First of all, Daniel Brühl, I think, is just a phenomenal actor. Oh, yeah. He's, he's he awesome. is acting circles around Stan, uh, and, um, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. And his character is just a, a jolt of energy into the show. But, uh, you know, like, like we said, I, I do think there's more than meets the eye every time Zemo is at play. He's a master manipulator. That's the number one thing he does. So I don't trust him as far as I could throw him. Yeah, that's uh, what you say. Uh, the key word for me is uh, manipulator also, because the first thing he said, it was like, oh, there's still something uh, left in you. And then he said, he said, I feel like he was trying to set him up because people had cameras and stuff. And he was like, stay in character. Then he tells some, you see how easy it was for him. So I was like, oh, you're still there, Zimo. You're still crazy. And I feel <laughs> like he's doing kind of like a, a Vegeta and Goku in uh, at the beginning of <laughs> the first arc of Dragon Ball Z when he's like kind of help them like you said because he he doesn't he doesn't want super soldier on the street because that's how he lost his family but at the same time once this is done he have no intention of going back like a dog to jail and follow orders I feel like once this is done I'm gonna be like hey I'm doing my thing and I think that that'll be interesting to see that because I feel like Marvel trying to make us like him also so we can have mixed feelings about it. So we don't be like, yeah, you need to be dead, you know? So yeah. As a fellow nerd, I respected that Dragon Ball Z reference, my man. I got you on that. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, I appreciate it. <laughs> I think Zemo is gonna be, I, I think, yeah, like Daniel Burr is a great actor. Just like Tom Hiddleston, I think he is gonna take the Loki path with Marvel. Like Loki wasn't supposed to last until now, but fans loved him so much. Like. He was a villain in the beginning, but at the same time, his character was so compelling. I, I feel like he is going to end up in the same path in terms of getting so much more uh, like yeah. spotlight in Marvel. I maybe get a spin-off as well, as you mentioned that. And I would love that because he is he is being that, like holding that mirror to the superheroes, like telling them, to, have you visited Scovia? Trying to show them their actions. 
and like he he is a strategic intellectual person and let's not forget that i mean a lot of people have been saying that since civil war came out he's just a normal guy and he was yeah he's a great villain everyone has been saying that that he tried to break the avengers apart but let's not forget he's a trained soldier like he he has been doing everything that these guys has like been like they started to be to be involved in this kind of thing after they were uh, like you know superheroes but he has been in this and he's really clever in terms of he doesn't need any superpowers to be because he have got the brain i like how zemo he says a lot in short sentences and i've actually had the pleasure of interviewing daniel Brühl in real life oh kind of awesome. the same he has these clipped short but very intelligent sentences that's how he talks i'm like oh so you're just like a good zemo i got it <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason why everyone loves Zemo at the same time. It's a testimony to Daniel Brühl, like what a great actor he is portraying Zemo. Uh, like, I'm so glad that we have him in yeah. like my MCU, just like Tom Hiddleston. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's do like when at the end of the, like they were, were there on the airplane and Zemo tells him that you'll have to be someone that you claim to be gone. We know what that is. And they're going to Madripoor. So, okay, Magical, there's an Easter egg, Easter egg there. So we know that in the comics, it's from X-Men, Wolverine. What is your, like, of course, it's not going to be like theorizing everything that's going to show up in the next few episodes. Like one division everyone is expecting. But Marvel has this, like they have been using like their tools and the Easter eggs references really well. That's going to show up in the next couple of phases or even years. So what is your take on that? Like, we are getting so much more X-Men uh, references, Reference, right? Yeah. Just like one division started and like, with this one too. So what is your take on it? I don't think X-Men or mutants are going to pop up or be name dropped in this show. But like, you know, I just love that they've been able to set up Sokovia, set up Wakanda, set up Madripoor. We now have these three very integral fictional cities established in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all three of which I would like to revisit. I mean... Uh, a city with the shadow underworld kind of crime syndicate. It's almost like that uh, secondary world that exists in John Wick. We have the real world and then we've got everything that's going on with yeah. these intelligent criminals. I want to know more. I want to visit it again. If if we ever get that Jimmy Woo kind of X-Files uh, series, oh, I yeah, want him to go yeah. investigate something in Madripoor. It's such a cool location. It was shot great. The cinematography was great with the, the neon lights in the rain. I want to go back. Definitely, the cyberpunk like vibes, like like the Blade Runner ones, it was so great. And especially like when they both like three of them side by side, they were walking on the bridge, and you could see the skyline of Magic World. It was, it was so great. I mean, the cinematography, the action scenes after that, when they get into it, let's talk about like their outfits. Zemo's outfit, just, like the moment he comes out of jail and like the mask and the coat, everything. Me, the thing I like about that scene, I mean, before I talk about the outfit, was the sentence that Zemo said, only in America would the uh, uh, <laughs> black man that. in that fast forward fashion <laughs> would be called a pimp. And I kind of like that because that, that's, that's true because that's all, uh, that's kind of this racist stereotype that people say. And then uh, I like that Zemo is so like, I'm not American and we I'm, I represent the world. And I like that sentence, but I kind of like, um, <laughs> I read your article uh, and I like the, what you said, the, the, the Scooby-Doo. Uh, 
<laughs> you said it. <laughs> I basically said that, listen, Bucky has a terrible plan to break Zemo out of jail. They then follow that up with Zemo's terrible Scooby-Doo plan with flashy get-ups and thin backstories that, that falls apart immediately. Literally immediately it falls apart and dozens of people get killed because it was such a bad plan. So I, I, the plotting I didn't like, but I, I really liked the, the visual aesthetic. Everything was great. And, and Kirk, what you said, I, I think Zemo's so insightful with what he said about like only in America. I think the strongest parts of Flash, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier so far has been the, the racial focus mm -hmm. and how we treat black public figures. And between Isaiah and Sam, the cyclical nature of prejudice and uh, uh, disenfranchisement of people. And I think to your earlier point, they are a little bit in this episode taking away Sam's agency and his ability to make choices for himself after kind of making that the strongest point. So I thought that was a little jarring yeah. weirdness in the third episode as opposed to the first two. But listen, even if I think Zemo's plan is ridiculous and it is and it fails immediately, man, it was funny. It, it what was would, so funny. Would it take, how much would it take for you guys to take a shot of snake guts? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yeah, I was like, oh my God. I, thumbs up at the end. Oh my God. Yeah, that, that was awesome. <laughs> For me, I, I thought it was about just to drink it and leave the gut. But you got to take the whole thing. But oh, the usual one. He was like, mm hmm. The usual yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, this, this whole scene was hilarious. But just to go back just two seconds, uh, for me, like the whole the the, the way the, the scene was set up it reminded me so much of black panther like it was like foreshadowing uh the last scene so much not to get ahead the of myself, Tokyo scene, yeah, black of the, the different costume to to get to go to that uh to meet um with uh, uh i forgot his name selby yes wow i'm the president of Mario fan and <laughs> to, to go <laughs> To, to go to uh they're changing the same way the colors kind of the same uh yeah. the, the dark uh, uh the, the the dark violet the uh purple that go with it and i was like this remind me of what kind of, i don't know why and then i then i was like i don't know if it's on purpose or not it probably is but i kind of I, I loved it i love they remind me so much of it even the soundtrack if you listen to it they have like some instrumental that they use um for the the whole movie of black metal the, the little the thing like that i was like okay this is this reminds me a lot of uh wakanda that's a great observation i didn't pick up on the on the soundtrack that's really cool from yeah. the soundtracks from the location the cinematography i think this episode also showed that the interconnectivity of the stories this episode was great through like you mentioned from wakanda to like Madripoor, like my brain always wants to say Shelby instead of Selby and Madripoor instead of Madripoor. I don't know why. So I have a struggle. <laughs> and what else? Like there's a lot of connections between mentioning so many people. I mean, even Tony Stark is gone, but the OD is still there. It was, yeah. it was a lot to it. And it, like when you, when we get into the, you know, the bar, like the low, what was it called? Low city, something like yeah, that. Low city, the crime the path, low, I guess. Yeah, the low city. So like, Zemo is enjoying every second that he's getting, trying to like manipulate, like trying to be the master of Bucky and like manipulating like a puppet. Even when he, when there was Selby, like playing with his chin and you can see Bucky's trying to like, he wants to punch him, but he can't. And like, he's gloating, like, he's trying to say everything that's gonna trigger them because he knows that they can't show any reactions. Zemo is enjoying his time in this episode. He does such a great job of messing with them. It's great. 
but I, I will say, I know this is a nitpick, but like two episodes ago, a bank manager in random Louisiana immediately recognized Sam Wilson. You're telling me that the crime capital of the world with the most well-informed criminals in the warm world aren't immediately going to be like, you're Falcon. Like, this is Zemo. He's supposed to be a genius. And it's been <laughs> and weak. I'm like, that guy's Sam Wilson. That's Falcon, 100%. I know because I'm a criminal. <laughs> That's, That's you. Did you, did you see the photos? It was so familiar. Is it like, was it a real life photo of Anthony? No, I, I mean, for, for, for me to, to, to answer this, I, I, I was like that with you as well. I was like, the Avengers, they're not just like uh, basketball players. I was like, you, you, can, you, you, you can be from China and not know uh who's playing uh, in the knicks and i understand that this is the Avengers. everyone knows them yeah for five years i mean everybody was dead not just on earth all the whole galaxy was we all know the Avengers helped kill panels every everyone know in every multiverse everywhere all right so i would understand that even if you go outside it should be paparazzi everywhere like sam wilson's on the street but if we go with what marvel said if there's a guy that looks exactly like sam and he's been going there. I feel like they've been telling him, "Oh, you look like Sam Wilson," because she, 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 she didn't think that it wasn't him until she heard on the phone. Sam. Oh, that and, phone call. Yeah. So that's mean. They used to have somebody that looked like Sam Wilson so much, like his twin. But, but he knows him so well that he knows his usual drink. Wouldn't he be like, "You're not smiling, Tiger." Yeah, I know. He's I feel right you. He'd be like, why are you not excited? This is your favorite drink. What, but he was suspicious. Fishing? Like, he was watching him to, like, drink it uh, until the last minute. Until, yeah, like, he... I felt bad for us, uh, for um, for Bucky, I'm not going to lie. When, and when he uh, forced him to do all this stuff, and, like, and hurt, because th that was really something that hurted him. And I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is the most humiliating thing to do. Like to act like uh, his puppet. And then <laughs> when he did the thing to the chair, I was laughing. <laughs> and I was like, this must have been crazy. But then at the same time, I didn't know if I feel like, he felt like he was enjoying it because he was going like a little overboard. But then Zemo was kept saying like, don't break character, don't break character like on, on purpose. And now I was like, he's, he's smart. The, the Zemo never left, he's still. You know, until the moment the bartender said that Selby is ready to see you, I felt like Zemo was just playing them. and. Like yeah. uh, he was just using Bucky to for his like enjoyment because for me, I yeah. saw the phone and I was like, oh, he's setting him up so the people see that he's not. He's yes, still the same. that's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, he's setting him up and he's gonna I go mean, to jail. He's gonna be on a run. He's gonna go crazy. I had a conflict with emotions during this scene because yeah, in terms of an audience, it was so cool to see like the Bucky that we know that we have always seen just kicking everyone's ass. But at the same time, you could see that he he wants to do it because he wants to get the job done but like you can see it from his facial expression that he's actually struggling and when like i'm gonna say anthony sam said like are you okay but yeah. like zemo was enjoying it like zemo oh, had yeah, the fun during the episode um what, what did you think of uh of um the that character dying so quickly of selby yeah yeah i i mean I, this is, I think the whole middle dragged a little bit because it kept being like, oh, and here's this next new important person. Here's this next yeah, new person. Yeah. And they just kept killing him off. I'm like, oh, so all this information that you're gathering kind of could have been compressed into one scene maybe. Uh, I, still, the bar scene, like we've talked about, really fun, really entertaining. I just think there's big flaws and 
ways that it could have maybe been improved or streamlined. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, this is going to be like an interesting anchor in Madripoor. And like, no, nope, not at all. Me too. I, I was thinking she, she was about to be like the collection uh, in, uh, in Guardian of the Galaxy. Like, oh, we will see her. Yeah. Like when some, some big stuff happened, you have to go through. And she just died. And I was like, what? You, you told me she was the judge. Like, the whole city going to kill you. Like, yeah. Yeah, crazy. I felt like she was helping everybody. And I, and I was like, okay, she's just dead. Then we don't know, but I'm pretty sure she's dead. But uh, I was like, oh, she is. Uh, we saw blood. Yeah, I was like, so is all that for nothing? I was like, what? I was like, what, what's your mission there? But then, why build them up to be that cool? And like, why couldn't it have just been a normal street level former? Yeah, exactly. You know, she exactly. was a cool character. Yeah, to be honest, it, I it, was it, like, they could exactly. have been killed, but at the same time, that anyone getting killed, it is kind of like. You know, yeah, but about. for me, like the thing would have worked. The thing is, they were like, "Oh, you want to see the big boss?" And it's like a Russian, Russian dude. But she's like, I have this outfit, this interesting haircut, and she's so interested. It's like, what? You did all this. You cast somebody like mysterious. And you'd be like, oh, you gonna be in the MCU?" She was excited to all her family. Like, oh, by the way, you you dead. You dying, <laughs> you dying. <laughs> <laughs> after ten minutes. So with her death, Bitcoin has officially made it to MCU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it on the ground floor there. Charm Carter. So let's get to her. The Guardian Angel, as Zemo called her. Um, I like your opinions on her, like her lines, what she said, like she was angry, she was furious, which I personally think she is right. She has all the right to be angry at them. Let's talk about her. Brendan. Let's go with you first. So she seemed like a completely different character than the Sharon Carter we met in Winter Soldier and Civil War. And while she was like a complete 180 from from what we knew then, I kind of buy her transformation a little bit more than maybe like a, a Zemo who I'm like, oh, I'm just a normal guy who lost his family. Like, no, actually, I'm super rich and I have all these connections in the underworld. <laughs> Sharon, I get a little bit more because of what she's been through and all that. Uh, she was kicking ass. I loved her jujitsu skills. I thought that was great. I thought her line, you know, like all the superhero stuff is a joke. It's hypocrisy. Yeah. I feel like she's actually kind of seen and come around to the truth of the world more so than some of these other characters. My one nitpick is uh, Sam can't even get a bank loan for a small business and he's going to get her pardoned. Like, how does that work? The government has lied to Sam at every turn and cheated him out of his rightful mantle. But okay. he's got play to, to, to get her pardon. I, I don't Thank think you. so. Thank you. So th- this was the thing I was also mad about because it's still attached to Sam. Sorry to cut you, Brandon. But I was like, okay, you got you got to be one of those two. Either Sam is super famous and is like part of the Avenger, which is was at the end of the uh, at the end of, of Avenger two. And then I was like, either it's this, it's super famous and he's like Captain America, everywhere he goes he's respected and he can get whatever he wants, or it's nothing, it's kind of like the government, after five years, it's, they don't see the Avengers, like the, the elite, and you don't give you, a, you have nothing, but now it's like they, they give us both sides, one day he's recognized everywhere, and they have clearance to all the stuff, he goes to with the army, and then the other side is like, oh, I'm nobody you know, it's like, it's hard, I have my, my sister, I don't get money, I have this, and I was like, okay, we, we need to know where he's here, because no one was treated. I mean, Tony Stark didn't need no money, but he was as famous. What's uh, what's even um, 
even Black Widow, she was meeting with the UN at the end of the movie to explain what happened. I was like, she's a big deal. They know her. She's an Avenger. So like, why is Sam treated like he's, I don't know, is it treated like he's a, a side, 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 side characters? So I was like, uh, isn't that the point? So I agree with you both that I wish they had continued. Like, of course, there's th still three episodes, and, and I'm sure that we are going to get much more Sam. But in this mm -hmm. episode, it felt like a Winter Soldier's episode and Zemo's. Like, we got, it was so, I, I was so happy to see, like, the backstory of Sam in the first episode. But that's the problem. Like, that's what they're trying to show. Like, we all want Sam to get what he deserves, uh, the recognition, the respect, and everything. But that's, that, like, I, like kudos to Marvel that they're trying to, they're not shying away from bringing on all of these racial issues. And, like, if it was true, that's how Sam would have been treated. Isn't that the message? No, I, I, I like, like that. that. I agree with you. I like I, I think dealing with how a, a, an individual who is actually a superhero would exist in the real world and the kind of professional implications that come along with that. I, I like that. I just am very specifically extremely not confident that he can get her a pardon when we could he couldn't even get a bank loan. Like my mind's very much a nitpick on that exact thing he does not hold sway and that there is a, a power scaling disparity which shouldn't be for someone in his case and he is commodified like we do to black athletes and celebrities unfortunately but like sharon he should at least tell sharon like i'll try he's like no no, no i got you i'm like listen man <laughs> the government lied to you convinced you to give away the shield and then gave it to somebody else like you don't have any prowess with them you don't have any sway whatsoever unfortunately that, that was my thing like angie i agree with you like the whole point of the show is like to see how sam is and i agree with you it, it should be like that but my thing is that it was like sometimes it's up sometimes it's low sometimes it's like it's, it's nobody like it's hard for him but something he just go with the army behind the city he's doing side mission he's calling oh i need you give me this give me that's that's the part so i was like either you you're full or you're not so that but i, I agree with you if the that's the point of the show to show us how it's like okay once the war is over like they treat a veterans like okay we we have the service now we don't need you kind of like captain america at the beginning of the uh, winter soldier he was following orders he wasn't like okay no you know more captain america, the the war is over now you back it to you follow what uh, shield says so i understand that part but it was just like brendan said he was like i'll get you a pardon like you know, in charge, literally, you know, all this, like, yeah. and even Sharon says it, like, don't, like, don't, yeah. don't be so, on me, like, let okay, me, let me do. tell you how I feel when I was watching it, like, on my screen, I was like, Sam, like, the government doesn't want you, they don't trust you, and yeah. like, they just don't want you. How are you gonna get that? But at the same time, I was like, if I was in this place, I wouldn't want to let down my friend, like, he's. Yeah. He, he knows that they're not going to listen to him, but at the same time, he just wants to do something. So he that's why he's trying to give the promise. Mm -hmm. But we all know that it is going to be a struggle to get her a pardon. Yeah, that's a, well, that, that, that's a great thing. That's true. Maybe it's just saying this not to get... Uh, because the, because in the airplane, like, the it, he was, when he said, are you okay? And he was like, I'm thinking about all the shit that Chan has been through. Like, he is sad what for what Sharon has been through and they they got back to America they were all pardoned and accepted back but she is still at, like in another country and they don't let her to go back to her country so that's why she's feeling some guilt and he's trying to do something for her even the, even if it's if she he has to pass so many like yeah there's only one thing that I don't like about Marvel that they do 
except they did it with Captain America. Uh, uh, Captain America. When when somebody's on the run or somebody's in the they, uh, they're so clean. That's my only thing I see. You know, I was like, what? I was like, she's on the run. Look at her hair. Look at her. Like, she's amazing. She looks amazing. I was like, what is this run? I like. Oh, what about look- when people wake up in the morning in movies? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I, since Marvel pays so much attention to little stuff, I was like, what's a little ghost stuff like that? Like even uh, Tony Stark when he was in the uh, in the uh, in the I was about to say boot camp. No, when he was in the cave, he was like all dirty. So I was like, okay, good. But when when you see Captain America being on the run, he was a little dirty. His beard was all traced up. And so yeah. I was like, what <laughs> is he supposed to be dirty? What's going on? This is not. This is not the run. This is you living great, Sharon. You're yeah, and if this great. is on the run, Sharon just went from a government salary, which is terrible, to like living large in Madripoor. Like, I'll take that. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I did forget. Yeah, she didn't have an old apartment. She had a chauffeur. I did. I forgot that. I forgot that she was making bank now. I she didn't have to babysit some ninety-year-old who doesn't know what's going on in the world. You know, like she's she's living her best life. Let her be. <laughs> Did, did, did anyone of you actually pay any attention or do you think there's some underlying messages when she said there's a lot of things going on? There's something that I have to tell you, actually a lot, a lot of things when she leaves them, like she has a driver. What could she be up to? I don't, I don't know. That's why I'm, I, I don't want to do any more guesses. So I'll be wrong, like one division. I think she, she got, she, she's not, um, I forgot about this part. So my whole point before is going to break with what I'm going to say now. But I don't think she's just a little girl in that city. I feel like she got a little power. Because first, she got a chauffeur. So that was no Uber. That was somebody that was, <laughs> that was working for her. Like the girl didn't speak. She was like, okay, we're doing this often. I drive you often. So it felt like she, because she was like, um, I, I'll get, uh, you know, I'll see what I can do. I'll get back to you almost like, hey, I got, I know what I'm doing. And yeah, so I think we, they're going to reveal to us that she's doing some big stuff out there. Uh, one li- one more line for like Zemo said, which I just want to, I, I mean, all of the lies had, that Zemo had in this episode was so great. When Sharon says, deep down, you know, that's all hypocrisy. And he says, he knows, but not so deep down. Like, yeah. he <laughs> Much more than they are actually aware of it. Yeah, and your role has chemistry with everyone. He does. Oh, can we like that? What what did Sam call Bucky? Wait, the bionic steering machine. I think that should be his new his new nickname. It was like he's right. He has killed every single person that has he has in like in front of them. Like he has killed everyone. So he should be called something else. If he could get pardoned, Sharon could get like as well. What does Sharon do? I don't think that Sharon did that much of a big mistake. Like yeah, true. They were just like everyone else. True. I mean, she 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 did stole, um, she did stole the shield, but like Bucky murdered a lot of people, a lot of good. Yo, know, he killed the president. I'm sorry. This is you stop there. <laughs> Like he's assassinated multiple world leaders. Yeah. Broken out a terrorist, and the government's like, we're good. Yeah, you can go. They didn't, even change, they didn't even change his identities. They'd be like, yeah, you can just go to Starbucks the next day. Like he's famous. People who should be scared. Be like, that's the dude that killed the uh, right. Yeah, that's a, a whole terrorist. They didn't even try to change his hair or anything. He just cut it. it you should have a long beard, blonde hair, and live in Gua- in Guatemala somewhere because. <laughs> How are you still in the U.S.? 
Like we know Bucky himself is a good person, but if let's say you are literally the American government, like the world's a safer place with Bucky either dead or in jail. I'm sorry. That's just like a, a true fact. Yeah. No, but that's true. If you don't, you, you don't really care about his bond with Captain America. You'd be like, that's nice. But uh, a lot of grandma died when he did that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of friendship died. Um, I think I, I, I want to say something about that, but I don't want, I think I'm going to say something about Bucky in terms of his character and his art okay. when we get to Carly. So before getting to Carly, let's get to, uh, oh, but, uh, so Angie, get them to the doctor. Let, let's not forget the time. We, also, we have to. Okay. So Carly is the last one. Before Carly, let's be like the most important scene when they get, when they find the doctor, Dr. Nagels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of information going on there. Brandon. Which scene is it? I'm sorry. So, you know, when they find the doctor, like who's developing the super soldier serum, Dr. Nigel, and they yeah, try and yeah, get yeah. information from him. So uh, I, I think it was, it was interesting. I mean, obviously the super soldier serum, the new version is wreaking havoc. And again, another reason why I want to return to Madripoor, they clearly have a lot of influence on global, you know, events if they can send out these types of people. So uh, I, I thought it was a really cool action scene, but again, Kirk, like what we were talking about before, you're setting someone up to be important and then taking them off the board yeah. right away. It was just a little jarring each step of the way. That's true for, for me too. I was like, when Zemo shot him, I was like, what? I was like, what's happening? And I was like, then, and then that's what made me not trust him. I was like, he shot him because, I mean, it makes sense they killed him because he, so he doesn't right. make any more super soldier but i feel like you could have have all the information you needed from this guy the mission will be over you take him he will tell, tell you everything because he was scared of a little gun just like i don't know like punch him in the stomach three times and he's gonna but he just killed him and i was like what is happening i was like i, I didn't like that that he died like while that. while i don't agree with the doctor being dead but i actually 100 get why zemo killed yeah. him you could you could see his, how angry he is then, and like he just he wants to be done with that doctor, and he is right actually. Like what he has done, and when he, I, I I for one did not expect it to be like he was recruited by the CIA, by like they tried to bring back the Space Soldier Serum, and you know he was blipped and all of that. So we do get a mention of what they did to Isaiah, his blood. What, I mean, a second episode, as I have seen, I, I said it in the like, last week, it was a quite an emotional scene. It was so touching. So it, it is nice that we see like his story. And I am I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we get much more story of like what Isaiah went through and in yeah. the future to adjust his past. Yeah. I really hope Isaiah comes back. I thought the back-to-back -back scenes of Isaiah and um, then Falcon on the street getting racially profiled. I thought that was a great bridging the gap. Like, look, nothing's changed. Nothing yeah. has changed in this country. And what was still is. And I thought, mm -hmm. I actually thought those two scenes back to the back were my favorite of the show so far. Mm -hmm. yeah, Likewise, I agree totally. I agree. I mean, can we say like what a bad Sharon is? Like she took everyone out on her Yeah, side. yeah, true. That she didn't need no backup. <laughs> she, she was like, guys, I, I, they're coming up, and she did it anyway. I mean, <laughs> we need to get out of here. <laughs> yes, while it is to say that we know, like, we don't have that many bloods, and it is they don't get close to our rated. Of course, it's not close at all. But at the same time, there was some like subtle, quick, brutal scenes, like from the the knife stabbing, and you know, Sebastian like throwing the spear, the yeah, bar. True, to that, true. To, 
that yeah. bounty hunter's shoulder that like Sharon's scenes were so like the hand-to-hand combats was great I, I love that about Winter Soldier because we didn't get that much use of Bucky's arms in the previous episode like it was he was like not episodes I mean movies he was always using guns so it is it is so cool to see Sharon and Bucky get use of their like the jiu-jitsu and the the arm the vibrant arms mm-hmm. i mean kudos to the director and the writers faris koglan she has been doing an amazing job throughout these three episodes yeah i, I said in my podcast this morning i thought if we're talking about mcu proper and not the netflix this was the best hand-to-hand fight choreography since winter soldier 100 percent. yeah that, that, that was awesome definitely so did, what was like before, yeah, we do get a reveal, but when you watched at that moment, did you all think that Zemo ran away? I, yeah. I, I am so happy that they didn't go that road because it would have been like expected every villain that would try to run away from the people that he's yeah, trying to run with. But I'm so happy yeah. that he actually showed up and came back to like finish their job. I, and, I, I, I would feel like it would have... Uh... I mean, I expect that, but that's too early. I was like, in one episode is out? I was like, no. It needs to be, like, maybe almost the finale when he betrayed them because I feel like that's too, that, that's too, like, predictable. Then I would have been very disappointed with the episode. I'd be like, no, this is, nah, this is not Marvel. This is, this is like CW, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that scene with, like, putting the mask on and blowing that pipeline with all of these, it was so cool. When you put the mask on, I was like, I'm going to put my mask on again for my next video. <laughs> when is the next video coming? Well, the thing is that I, I'm, I'm dropping one next week, but I'm, I'm, I was afraid because Julian is coming back only in one month. And then for, for sure, he's, staying, he's coming back in the city because he's working abroad. But I was like, people are waiting and I don't want them to be disappointed if they don't see Julian on it. So it's gonna, this video is going to be different. But uh, it's going to be big. You'll see. It's going to be a, a big video. It's going to be awesome. Marvel fans. Oh, yeah. Marvel fans. Julia, I know you're going to be watching this. We miss you. Hopefully, you're going to be back soon. Mm-hmm. Mr. I mean, <laughs> Sam already knew that you're not going to move up your seat. I love oh, yeah, that. That, small, that small references to the previous movies, that, that small scenes, it's just so lovely to hear that. And, you know, they're like a relationship between them. And he's so sure, no. I, I have a theory that the idea for the Falcon and Winter Soldier never materialized until Kevin Feige saw that Civil War scene in the car. He's like, these guys have great chemistry. <laughs> yeah, let's give them their own show. That's, I, mean, I don't care if that's not the, the truth. That's what I have in my head, Ken. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what Pastor Stan said, actually, in the premiere of the, like, the, the he said, like, thank you, uh, Emily Van Camp, for, like, you know, during you have that kiss with Steve, that's where, like, our relationship started, like, move your seat, that, I think, I agree, that that's where this uh, series, like, was born, from that scene. That's awesome, I love them. So, yeah, let's get to Carly Morgenthau. Um, so I, um, uh, there's, I don't know how to articulate it, but yes, she's like, you can sympathize with her. We know that they're doing good stuff. But what she did at the end of this episode, what is your opinions? I, I'm, I'm just going to be straight up. I understand and appreciate that the Falcon and Winter Soldier is trying to create a sympathetic group of villains. 
I just think every time they switch to the Carly and the Flag Smashers, it halts the entire momentum of every single episode. I don't think it's working. I don't care. I would I would be fine if they don't go back to them at all, except for fight scenes. I know that's a little cruel, but that's that's my opinion. But my, my thing with that is that uh, I love them. I, I love them because I I thought they were about to use them to explain the 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 gap for the five years gap, you know? But uh, for me, that was interesting. Like you said, Marvel says there sometimes they have no consequences. Okay, five years gap, and we saved them. I was like, okay, how'd that work? Because in in Spider-Man, it was a funny joke. Like, oh, we came back doing a game. And then you watch in One Division, it was like the uh, awful people were dying. And I was like, so how the government was like, how the people were like, you know, how, you know, how do you accept like if someone was a president and he's dead and then he come back and like, is he still president? Is he not? How this? So I was like, I wanted to see that. So every time they went back to them, I was like, oh, maybe they're going to touch up, upon that. So they did it. They did a small commercial. I was like, oh, this episode, we're going to find out how it happened. And they don't. So for me, I'm I'm like you, but if they're just going to talk about their life and how they feel sad, I was like, there's an, already enough emotional story that we can dive in like find out with Bucky, we can find out with Sam, we can find out with Isaiah, that I don't care about this new girl. Like, I don't know what she lost, except the fact that, oh, uh, they put her on the street. I don't, I'm not invested enough, so I feel bad for you. So my thing is that them, it'll be good if when they go back to them, we understand how awful it was, because it, I, I don't understand. I want them to, to be like, okay, when the Avengers came back five years, it was, it wasn't as great. Then it'll be interesting to be like, oh, this is the downfall of that. But so far, I don't feel it. I'm just like, y'all just terrorists. I don't care. Y'all kill people. You, you, if you were mad because they killed somebody in your family, you just kill a parent and like an uncle and all these men died because of you. So um, I don't care. But I love the uh, the actress face. Every time I see her, I was like, oh, I want to see her fight. I, I like her. But yeah, she's that, a I'm, I'm great actress. I mean, uh, I am on board with you guys too, like two of you. I mean, a lot of people I have seen on online, like YouTube, like all of their reviews, like people are like trying to hype up these, the flag smashers a lot. I'm like, what am I missing? I, yeah, I'm watching it. I enjoy every dialogue they're having. But at the same time, I'm, I'm still not that much invested in them. I think that's when you can see the contrast between like from all of the villains that we have had. Yes, they're good. They're trying, they're trying to, they're striving for a good cause, helping people. But at the same time, in the first episode, like they're robbing a bank. Uh, yeah. I get it. yeah, you can you can go and have some foods, you know, supplies, but vaccines and robbing a bank. I don't know. I, I am I'm not invested in them, and I haven't actually felt any sympathy towards them. That's what I think. The, the like the contrast you can see with you know Bucky, Zemo, even Thanos. Like a lot of people actually, we all understood where Thanos was coming from. Yes, we didn't agree with his implementations. Like even uh, Zemo had a point, but that's the problem with this. I agree. Like even if they were not in the series, because they have done it much more better in Far From Home, in One Division, we have seen uh, the post, like uh, the snaps and the blip. We have seen these, like the aftermath of these. The flagships, I, I, I still, me too. I don't think I'm that much invested in them. Lastly, John Walker, which I want to say that, um, I was like one of the reasons why I loved this episode. We didn't get that much scenes of them. And the fact that what is real interesting as well is to, for example, the flagships, uh, whenever they're on screen, I'm not invested. But for John Walker, I don't, I don't like him at all. 
white russell is amazing but i do want to watch them because they're compelling so what is your you know he's like check if we get the job done no one is going to sweat on us like how on the house i liked uh i like what they're doing with john walker i mean last week we get the idea that he's a likable dickhead that yeah. he's kind of a jerk <laughs> but he's more or less like doing trying to do the right thing and i like here that like he might have a little bit of a temper problem like he might not be wholly in the right mindset to be captain america and i like adding these shades to him because it's like well i'm not exactly sure which side of the line he's gonna fall on and that's interesting to me and i think Wyatt Russell is doing a good job. And I think his partner, I'm sorry, is an idiot. He's like, I don't think there's anything related to Bucky and, and Sam being there the day he escapes. And Wyatt's like, dude, are you serious? Like, of course they helped him. He helped <laughs> don't be a moron. I'm so I'm glad that he's yeah. like with the program. You know what I mean? No, yeah, that, that's true. I'm like, if you have to, I don't know, I would have to look at him like this, like, hey, you can be on the team no more. <laughs> you, know, you don't know if you think it's a coincidence, like they just say hi to him and left and be like, oh, you escaped. And then, uh, but at the same, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like you, at first I was like, oh, it's not that bad. It's just like that. They put the suit on him, so he's just trying his best. So, so Sam, for him, Sam and Bucky are being dickhead to him because like, hey, it's not my fault. I'm doing my job, but not because when you watch the show, you realize that he's, he's kind of a dick a little bit. He's, he's, he's not um, fully in the right set of mind. I feel like he's trying to prove something to people that, you know, you know I'm the right man for this job and you see all this stuff. And, but and sometimes I wonder, shouldn't the Avenger welcome him? Because it's like, not, not in the right way, like, but just in, the, this is the government. They put the, this man up. So they, he should be part of the Avengers. Like, even if they don't agree with it, there should at least be a meeting, right? Because from a PR standpoint, it really makes no sense. And like, I, they, I like that the government told the public because they don't know that, oh yeah, Steve Rogers retired. That's not, that's why he's not here. But wouldn't everyone be like, well, you know, just for the sake of like the PR campaign, wouldn't Steve Rogers appear with him and have like a symbolic, right. yeah. you know, like yeah, where, where is Black Widow? Where is that? Yeah. No one's Ooh. asking any like questions for like the real world transition. And, and even That's like when, when he said, uh, like, do you know who I am? You get like what kind of attitude he has. He does, I think he does have an identity complex because what you said, Kirk, I think he is never going to be accepted by the Avengers, all of them, because, you know, everyone had some like relations from far or close to Steve. And that's going to be the problem. He's trying to do good. He's trying to be the best that he could be. But at the same time, he just can't stop comparing himself to Steve. Yeah, and yeah. That's where I think if, if he doesn't die, which I don't think he's going to die in this series, that's where he's going to go towards the more anti-hero because no one's going to accept him. And he's trying to prove himself. But at the, at the end of the day, no matter how good you are, they're not going to have you. And how do you think they're going to take the shield from him? Because like Bucky says, before you destroy it, I'm going to take the shield. Like either it's, we, we are getting that comic book, uh, like parallels as well, because you know, in the comics, like Bucky has captured America, but at the end of the series, we know Sam's going to be catching America. But like your reactions of how John Walker is going to, you know, have reactions towards that, like when the shield was taken away from him. I think it's really interesting. And everything you just said, I, I agree with. I, I like that he is kind of, we, we don't know. There are shades, like I said, there's shades of gray and he has his own identity complex that he's trying to live up to. And I think that makes him interesting while still being like a side character. And I think his journey to be like, okay, 
I can't be Captain America. All I can be is the best like John Walker I can be. I think that'll be an interesting journey, assuming they don't push him into like a full on villain role, which I, I don't think they're going to. Yeah. Me too, uh, mostly uh, maybe an anti-hero. So yeah. last thing, before wrapping up, like we get to see, I did not expect that, but the Camellia beats of Wakanda, like I'm gonna take a walk. And we see Dora from Wakanda, it, it, is, it, it is so compelling. And I'm so glad that she showed up at the end, which I don't think anyone would expect, but like she said that I'm here for Zemo. Your, like, your expectations for that upcoming episode, you, what do you think is gonna happen? I, I have no idea. I was completely caught off guard. I loved it. I actually had a question. Do you think it was at all possible that they originally intended that to be Chadwick Boseman and not Adora Milaje? Because he does have that connection with Bucky from, from Wakanda. It would have been a cool little just quick thing where he's like, hey, we got to do this. I, I, I don't know. I, I may, That just might be like a completely out there guess, but no, I was but thinking. I, I, was, I was thinking the same thing because... For me, I was like, I was wondering, as soon as I saw the scene, I was like, did they shot it before they knew or after? Because it'll make more sense that Chadwick Boseman show up. So then you'll be crazy. People will be like, ah, Black Panther is there. But at the same time, you'll be like, because he killed his father. So he's the one that forgive him. He's the one that put him in jail. But it was like the people, the, the dead are not. So he'll be the one that have a problem with that. As soon as he saw on the news, he left, he will be back in there. Be like, yeah, what's going on? But um. The question I had is like, are they gonna address thing? Are they gonna set up Black Panther two? I was like, I'm like, oh, what is? Ha-? I have no idea. I have no idea. I was like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? I have no idea. And then I'm like, why is not Okoye there? You know, like she should have been the. I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. I think Okoye is like the guardian of Wakanda. She can't just leave. And for you. I don't think uh, T'Challa would have showed up. The reason for for that maybe like for the finales it could have like. T'Challa is the nihilist like actor, and the, it wasn't the superheroes too. We know like we got Tony in Spider Man because you know it was a deal between Sony and Marvel. But I don't think we have until now we have gotten that like that super high A list superheroes mm-hmm. in just a casual cameo, right? It's a really good point. I, I might be overextending myself with wishful thinking or something like that. <laughs> but I think I think if like. I wish like Chad, if Chadwick hadn't had passed away, maybe he could have showed up because let's say uh, Sam and uh, Bucky wouldn't let uh, what Dora take Zemo at the end of the episode, like uh, the series, Bucky, like Chala could have showed up to like talk to Bucky and Sam to say that like he, ha- he needs Zemo in Wakanda. Yeah. So I think we came to an end of yeah. this. That was it's awesome. Thank, thank, thank you so much, Brandon, for showing up again. You're the best. You're the honorary guest. So whenever you want to show, come by, let us know. You, you, you're awesome. Also, I want to thank also Angie for coming up, always entertaining us, coming up with the best question and the best. She, she's, she's watching. She's noting this stuff. She's doing everything behind the scenes. You guys don't see it. Follow both of them, guys. And uh, we'll see you guys next Friday for another episode. It was so great to have you with us, Brandon. Again, your like opinions and ideas are so valuable to us. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you having me back on. Love talking.